0: Hey everyone, I'm Joe,
1: and I'm Jameel,
0: and we're Brothers Who Teach. Welcome everyone to episode 27 of Brothers Who Teach. This might be closer to a episode 26 part 2, but we're going to call it episode 27. Um, Jameel is
1: back. Welcome back Jameel. Uh, I am glad to be back, and I agree with you, Joe, on the kind of in-between of this episode being kind of a recap, letting, letting me catch up from what I missed last week. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I could hear like half of what was being conversed in real time, but because I was on duty, I wasn't able to like chime in, um, so I listened to the whole podcast afterwards, and I have, I have some thoughts I'd like to share and um, things I'd like to chime in on. From what was said.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Before we do that, you want to tell the listeners what you were doing this last week.
1: Yeah, so unrelated to the fact that I was on duty and not able to be in the podcast, um, this weekend uh, was pretty momentous for me as a teacher. I took my four best Arabic students to Salt Lake City, to the University of Utah, where there was the second ever Arabic high school debate. In the united states as far as i'm aware of mm. um so we arrived on thursday on friday we played three rounds of debates or we debated three teams um each debate had a winner we won two we lost one but each debate had points associated with it as well because there were several teams that were two and one uh only one team was undefeated and we found out that we missed out on second place by one point and just to give you a sense of what that means uh first place had something like 723 points combined over the three rounds second place had 693 and we had 692 oh wow (laughs) yeah what uh Um, what were
0: some of the topics
1: the topics were banning homework um giving youth votes more weight in elections universal health care and the house prefers a world without lies so some were like very black and white like easy to um argue for one side or the other some were kind of more gray and you had to kind of explain what exactly you meant by like in this case like no lies at all so it was it was quite an experience it was definitely challenging for everybody there but my students really enjoyed it. They they rose to the challenge and I really enjoyed how they presented themselves because some of the teams, basically everyone just wrote down a paragraph in English, translated it into Arabic or used Google Translate or whatever, and just read their paragraph and didn't pronounce their words super well, did not engage with the judge or the other team at all. Um, whereas my guys had bullet points and definitely had some ums and had to th- you know think twice a couple of times. But they spoke to the judges. They made eye contact. And so I was really happy with how they presented themselves. And they they seemed to enjoy themselves too. It was
0: actually more a debate than rather than just like giving a speech in Arabic.
1: Exactly. And they even said during the um, feedback after the first round, like, we don't want this to be um, like reading a speech. We want it to be engaging and, you know, communicating with, uh, with the other team, with the judges, etc., So I felt like we did that really well.
0: Awesome. Well, let's move on to today's episode. We are going to be recounting some of the things that we talked about in episode 26. So for the listeners, if you haven't listened to episode 26, pause the podcast now and listen to that because the rest of this isn't really going to be very relevant unless you go back and listen to that episode.
1: That's right. That was episode episode, Yeah, go ahead episode was state of the arts. Um, we focused specifically on music and interviewed, well, Joseph interviewed our band teachers from high school, uh, Mr. Daniel Newlove and Mr., Mrs. Becky Anderson, and uh, got to kind of go over the the glory days or the past being in their classes and hearing about things from their end, about what it was like to teach music and to be band instructors, not just in high high school, but from grade five up in the entire school district. And they have quite a story and they have both Joe expressed it well, but they also have my high, highest admiration.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it going back and in, in recollecting some of those stories, it just it almost felt like I was walking through the Performing Arts Center again that for those of you, if if any of you listeners were at St. Mary's, you you re- you remember how just impactful that space of the high school was where whether it be plays or choirs or, or choir performances or um, music performances going on there, it was just a really, really magical place. And you can kind of feel the people who were there before you. And it, it was, it was a wonderful place to be.
1: That's well put. I, I thought about that too, is how easy it was to remember some of the the stuff they were talking about in my own experience with with band both um indoor concerts and playing marching band. Um you're right about the auditorium, you know, you have classes and some classes maybe you enjoy, but you don't you didn't go to any one space so frequently in your career like you kept going to the auditorium. And it's not like some super beautiful area or whatever. And they talked about how certain animals got in there from time to time, but it it was just kind of like a a second home almost because you were there so often as well as like for, for me, at least. And I think for you, like there are a lot of good memories there and it was fun. Like you were going to to play music and we both enjoyed that a lot. So Mm -hmm. that holds a special place for us for sure. Absolutely.
0: Was there like a tradition that you had for the specific like trombonists because I know I know for like percussionists we got to like write our names in the percussion area where a lot of the drumline instruments were and we got to write our names and that's just an area where we hung out a lot. Was there anything like that for you trombonists?
1: Not specifically for trombone. I mean we would like <laughs> we would have fun with as we were in march marching to different places with marching man we'd kind of mess with our trombones and like make them uh we'd like swing with them kind of um because they were fairly big instruments so it was kind of fun to dance with them a little bit as we were marching but we didn't have anything like that but still you know each instrument had uh what were they called the squads right and so you had your squad so within the trombones like five of us were one squad and so that was sometimes a a more even tight-knit group and i i remember that was kind of a cool little subgroup you had within the band overall Mm-hmm. um the stories you guys were talking about first off i don't remember the field that would get flooded being called lake new love oh yeah Did you
0: guys coined that i don't remember no, that it was all. it was always called lake new love
1: i mean it's a great name um yeah. and great idea because that was normally where we would do our our band practice Yeah, I remember it flooding, but I just don't remember it having that name, but that's great. And then uh, the other story I remember that I don't think you guys brought up was uh, the Bambi story, which was on the morning of the state championship game for football, St. Mary's happened to be playing in it. This was my freshman year and the marching band needed to drive to Canton for the game. And we're all getting in the buses and all that. And I don't know, maybe an hour in, maybe less, the buses stop. And we find out that one of the buses has hit a deer. And we didn't stop for the deer, believe it or not. But I think the bus had gotten messed up a little bit. And so we had to wait and get a new bus there. And so we ended up getting to the stadium maybe after the game had started. But we definitely were not there for the national anthem which we were going to play. And so people who didn't know what had happened had thought like it was just bad organization and we were late. Um, And so there was initial criticism. People figured out later that we had a legitimate reason, but it was a funny story. And and people in my year and and above who experienced that always talked about it as we hit Bambi on the way to the state finals.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I didn't bring that up. I wasn't in high school at the time. So I, right. Um, I think I vaguely remember you mentioning that now that you bring it up, but yeah, I've, I completely forgot about that one.
1: Yeah. Were were there any other special moments that you remember from your career in band?
0: Well, I guess something I should have brought up is like every four years, the band would go on like a big trip. Yeah. Where for, for my trip, we went to Philadelphia and played in their Thanksgiving parade and then afterwards we actually drove to new york and then we got to spend a couple days in new york just
1: seeing the sights what what did you guys do for your trip our trip was in gatlinburg tennessee and i did not go i think there was there was summer basketball or soccer or maybe even preseason soccer had started but i thought i remembered thinking like that just that timing does not work for me to go on that it was one of the few times actually that I had to choose between sports and band, or at least I, I'm, t- I think I did. Um, but you know, it's funny now I live pretty close to Gatlinburg and I'm like, Oh, I could have, you know, experienced the blue Ridge mountains uh, a couple of years earlier than now when I finally moved down here. But yeah, I think that would have been a cool experience and uh, I do feel like I missed out on that a little bit. I forgot that you went to, to Philadelphia. I'm guessing that was a great,
0: it was a good time. Yeah. Um, we got to eat, Th- our thanksgiving dinner on like a i think it was like a booze cruise honestly <laughs> now that i think about it it was it was that kind of like it wasn't like a big cruise ship it was a yeah it was kind of that size um but yeah and then we got to hang out in times square which if you're uh you know a sophomore you kind of feel like you're on top of the world when you're in oh, yeah. a small town like that yeah, yeah
1: that's great good time. so i've you know i think about comparing our experience in the band to how other band programs work and and you kind of hinted at this in the last episode but just the schools we've been at since just don't hold a, a candle to what it was like with smab with the st mary's all brass band mm-hmm. the private school i was at in in long island we didn't have one and christ school doesn't have one and we have it's funny because you have a lot of good musicians Violinist, maybe, or guitarists or pianists, but not of a marching band instrument. And you're totally right that the atmosphere just is not the same. And you can pipe in music all you want, and that can do something for the crowd. But there's something about when the band gets to play, it's a more natural sound. And it's just great background noise to the whole environment. And not having that at, at the football games and stuff, it just it makes it feel less authentic and less legit honestly than than Friday night lights in Ohio that we knew.
0: Right. And and that's what that's what separates both college sports and high school sports from professional when you could have that band in the background and playing the modern day pop songs but <laughs> yeah, with trumpets and trombones and tubas and yeah, cymbals and and drums. Um yeah, the the school I'm at, like we're we're just too small that we can't really have it. And like you said, we do have good musicians. We mm-hmm. we really do have good musicians. But I was actually talking to um the athletic director and, and a few coaches yesterday, and one of them is a talented musician. I'm like, do we even have a fight song at our school? And <laughs> yeah, we, and we don't and we don't have a fight song. I'm like, We, right. we get a fight song. And also like if, if we could have one student who is like the student section leader. Yeah, that would yeah. be
1: amazing. Um, yeah. And we, we, same for us. We don't have a fight song. And we just got an alma, alma mater last year. The music director and his wife uh, put together a song and lyrics. And now we sing it fairly often. But it would be obviously, it would be even more solidified if there was a, a band to, to play that music too. That would be great. Do
0: students and/or faculty have to memorize the alma mater?
1: They don't, not yet, anyway. I th- I could see that coming down the down the road, but the it's a pretty simple song, and so I think most guys know. I'd say at least half the words just from the couple times we've sang it, like in chapel or sometimes they sing it at sporting events too. I really like the points you guys brought up about not having to specialize in band; that you could be in. Fall sports, you could be in theater, choir, whatever. Band was still something you could also participate in and you didn't have to sacrifice those other things. I even wonder today, so many things you see the siloing and the specialization where you're just in one thing. How many people either wouldn't do band because they were so focused on soccer or singing or whatever? Or how many places have band as that thing that you now have to specialize in, like if you're in the band, that's all you're in, and you're not in a sport, and you're not in choir or anything else.
0: Well, that's that's something that Dane mentioned. Where if you're doing, if your band is doing competition band, you pretty much it's impossible to do both sport right and that, and right. Um, they made a conscious decision because of the community that they were at, they knew that like the community didn't care a whole lot about the competition. They just wanted to have a really good band at Friday night sports. Um, And that would mean that you need to have a lot of numbers and people are playing a lot of other sports as well. So they're going to, you're going to have to make it
1: an option for, for your athletes. Yeah. They also, they also, I thought they had a good balance of not making the football players play in the marching band. I thought that actually was fair. I couldn't imagine like being on the team and then having to go play in the marching band too. Well, how many people, how many football players while we were there were actually in band? Great point. But there were some there. I remember at least three or four in every class because you'd, you'd go to having marching band practice, remember? And then those guys would go and like do work on homework or just honestly sit around um, for that, for those first couple of months of the school year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it was, they were very sensible, sensible about the whole thing. Yeah.
0: I do recall sometimes going to other, going to away games, yeah. and seeing seeing a guy in a full football gear, yeah. playing. And I would imagine that that would make the football coach angry as well. Like we got to make our halftime adjustments. We need <laughs> to tell him, right, you no, know, right, or switching our formations or whatever. And he's out there playing playing a Sousa.
1: It's possible that that that's the student choice, I don't know. like if if they especially if they're not playing very much on the team, but they want to be on the team, but they also want to play in the band. but yeah, if they were if they were forced to play in the band or not be in the band program, you know, that's kind of an unfair, i think, pressure
0: and I think that we were in that perfect, happy medium where the school was big enough that it offered all those different extracurricular activities but it was also small enough that you you didn't have to specialize in one in order to be able to make it we're like if you're at a school of 2000 there are going to be people who are only there for for band who are only there for uh acting who are only there for sports and you can't do more than one thing so yeah i think that we were in that perfect uh not too hot not too cold just right, right. right.
1: We def there were definitely no cuts when it came to to being in the marching band.
0: <laughs> that is true. Yeah.
1: That is true. Um You know the the one thing I have to say Joe I wish you would have asked them more about is is symphonic band. I mean some of us were in symphonic band all 4 years. Remember the varsity if people forget this was the varsity of the St. Mary's band program. And some of us were in that program for all four years of high school. I know some of us slacked off. Look, I already said got there one year, but I already band said, was a special thing. And I, I already was said it was, one of, year. it
0: was one of my biggest regrets from when yeah. I was in high school that I did not take both my marching band playing tests. Cause I played bass three years yeah. and then I played snare my senior year yep. and that I was in concert band three years and not, in symphonic until my
1: fourth, you know, you know what I blame on that? I blame SpongeBob. What? SpongeBob I, had you that was SpongeBob path. had you I had, like so had, passive, not doing anything. I had stopped watching SpongeBob, but the 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 roots had already taken place. <laughs> oh man! Like I
0: said, it's one of my biggest regrets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Do you have any regrets from when you were in high school?
1: Well, I. The the Gatlinburg trip, honestly, like I think it could have been fun to go on that. Um, that I'm thinking band specifically. Mm. You know, I go back and forth on this that I got nominated to be a or to be someone that could be voted on to do the um, graduation speech. Uh, and I, I declined the nomination like I didn't want them to vote for me. Because I was so scared of like delivering a cliche speech, like I I hated that. And so I figured I couldn't come up with anything on my own. So I didn't even give myself the chance to get voted for it. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying I would have won, but and I'm not I don't know if I would have done it differently, but I do think about that sometimes. Like I I kind of declined the chance to maybe be able to to say something important. So sure. Yeah.
0: I think mine are not making it on a varsity. Soccer, my freshman year. I sometimes think I should have been on it. I think I, <laughs> I think I was yeah. talented enough to be on there, but yeah, really, you I were on didn't the fringe. And finishing second in tennis, my junior year mm. at the league tournament. There yeah. was one specific point that I play back in my head a couple times where oh, man. it was I was down five four. Yeah, I had a sitter. I had an overhead. It wasn't an easy overhead, but it's an overhead that I made all the time. Yeah. I put it in the net to give, to give, uh, to give the guy match point And then he yeah. had a service winner next point. Dang. Yeah. I was
1: going to say, let's not, those I was going to say, I, I don't want to go down the sports route. Cause yeah. I mean, there are, believe it or not, folks, there are zero state championships between the Brennan brothers. Yeah. So that means every season ended <laughs> with a defeat That's and uh, some, some of those were more tragic than others. So yeah, let's, let's not go there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's get back to Symphonic again,
1: Um, no, Symphonic was amazing. Just the idea of how we got to push ourselves. Um, sometimes like to the breaking point of like this, you know, there were songs that were too difficult for us and we had to scale back, but just from a sense of like learning about music and the different types of songs we, we performed, you know, really upbeat songs, really fast songs, really like sad songs. Um, I really enjoyed that and getting to do it, knowing like we're playing with other really talented students in the band was great. I mean, I, you know, I got to first chair trombone by my sophomore year was I first or junior year. We'll say junior year. I think, so you
0: know, music, when you're just trying to play modest, right?
1: I, I honestly, I I know I wasn't my freshman year, but after that I might've been, but I think about who was first chair at, at like saxophone and flute. And like, they were some really, really talented students And you know, the, you know, when Mr. Newlove would say, you know, do your, um, do this section here and every individual person would have to perform it. Mm-hmm. I just loved when like the first chairs of each section got to perform. Cause sometimes you can't hear exactly what everyone's playing. Um, and so getting to hear them kind of solo in a sense, um, and just how like the quality of their um instrument sounded you know <laughs> you can imagine you know the last chair even in symphonic fan it doesn't sound great out of tune just not good sound quality by the end like especially the saxophones like this sounded so clean um when they were playing those those solos so i i really enjoyed that kind of uh group effort playing with with such talented people and then the the extra stuff too uh jazz band in the spring so fun. You're already in, like, it's already such an upbeat time. The the weather's changing. You know, the school year's coming over. It's tennis season, which is fun too. And then you get to go do these jazz concerts where, you know, Mr. Newell, who's usually very like, you know, very um, straight faced and all business with symphonic because we want to perform so well. Jazz band, you let your hair down and um, just have a lot of fun with it. So yeah, those are all, better, all very better good for the
0: Even better for the percussionists, we got to make our own music. Like,
1: yeah. Be like this is a profit. suggestion of what to play,
0: and then it'd be like, make a fill here, and then you get to decide, all right, how am I gonna fill this up? Yeah. Yeah, Jazz Band was of, of all the bands that we were in, Jazz Band was my
1: favorite. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a recurring theme here. If you could have applied yourself a little more, we could have played in symphonic band together, we could have played soccer together. They,
0: they were never <laughs> going to allow they were never gonna allow me to play.
1: On the, on the set as a freshman, because yeah.
0: there were two other guys,
1: yeah, there were some legit guys there too, yeah, yeah. Um, Sophomore as year the, I, was, I was playing jazz more, yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, as for the, the stereotype thing, I think there's some fun, uh, stereotypes for trombones. One is just the trombone itself is a really funny looking instrument, the slide is hilarious. The fact that you can go like, meow, and just, just move the slide and it'll slur for you. Um, it can often sound sound goofy, um, if if not bad. Hopefully it doesn't sound bad too often. But um, trombone also, I think there's a sense of like, you, you're playing really loud. Because you really can. You could kind of blast it. Um, and so, but it, trombones almost never have the, the melodies. So it's always like, I'm sure the band directors are like, settle down, like stop playing Forte Forte or Fortissimo. Like you guys do not need to be the loudest in the band right now. Um, but it does oh, it feels so good <laughs> to, to let it fly like that. Um, so I definitely like, I know there were some, uh, like the band posters, which with like, what, what's wrong about every instrument and stuff. And I think there was stuff about like, you know, uh, the best trombone is one that doesn't, isn't playing or something like that. So, um, <laughs> But I, I enjoyed it. I, I I like hearing a good a good trombone. Um I think it's a it's a it actually can be a, a nice sound. Um so I, I like that part of it. Do you still have your trombone? I don't. And I have it's funny. This is a funny story. I played trombone the one year I was substitute teaching, um, when I was helping with the when I was asked to substitute in the band department. Um back at St. Mary's. Yeah. Back in St. Mary's, this was after Mr. Love and Mrs. A had moved on. I, I was asked to play among like the junior high trombonists so that I could play with them and show them how to do everything correctly make sure they weren't, um, you know, playing in the wrong position or that they knew how to play their scales and stuff like that. So I got to bring it back. I was, I was happy with how much I remembered. Um, but of course you, you also, when you talk about trombones, you got to talk about the, the physical aspect. I mean, when you first start playing trombone, it kills your lips and you need chapstick and it is, it is painful. It is hard to hit the high notes because of what you have to do, like pursing your lips so much. And the one that no one talks about is the spit. You got yeah. those spit valves. So you got to get the spit out of there, especially for marching band. Cause sometimes you're leaning back. And if there's some spit up, that's coming back out the other way. Oh. I'm not going to say that never happened to me, but oh, it's so <laughs> you gross. just got to be careful about the, uh, The spit situation with the trombone, for sure. I feel like don't have that problem. I don't think.
0: (laughs) No, they don't. I feel like we need to update the actual placement of it because it's in the part. It's it's the furthest point. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Where it could actually reach
1: the person in front, in front of you. Right. Right.
0: I imagine because of COVID, they have made some adjustments to that so that
1: I don't. That's a great question. I don't. You know, I was out of band for all of that time. I'm. I'm trying to think because like. The spit, most of the spit goes into the mouthpiece and then it goes down the, the, the tube, so to speak, the slide, and it gets caught at that bottom of that slide. So in theory, it's like all the spit got caught, but of course, whatever's coming out of the horn, like there's going to be spit particles there too. So I don't know. Did everyone just have a mute? Like, and they just plugged the hole? I don't did know. Everyone Played with the mute. I mean, that would, that would stop the air getting out somewhat, but yeah, that's I'm glad we were not there for that problem. So
0: you also play a little bit of guitar. Would you say that the growing pains of the chap lips with the trombone was worse than the uh, blisters on the fingers? Um,
1: the- I think similar. Like trombone, because trombone, it would hurt pretty consistently for the first, I don't know, couple of years, or especially like if I hadn't played all summer. Guitar, like it was, it was muscle as much as like the calluses on your fingers. Like just getting your hand to to manipulate the fingers into bending certain ways that they just never had before. And then having to press within those bends. Um, but I, I feel like once, once the, the muscles got used to it, that's never gone away. I can manipulate my fingers to make those cores and it doesn't really cause me as much pain. The calluses can come and go depending on how much you play and how much, how much time you take in between. Um, so I would compare the muscles, and the the lips hurting initially okay yeah
0: and yeah M- mr mulos st- talked about the uh the stereotypes with percussionists where there's a reason why they're all the way in the back <laughs> um i remember like sometimes when i'd go to churches and it would be a more uh like a charismatic church and they'd have drums and guitars up front yeah. they'd have the drummers in the fishbowl yes that's right <laughs> they'd always feel like I I was just waiting for one of the drummers to just like get up and like Spartan kick the fishbowl glass down to be free and <laughs> for the space and
1: yeah. What's really the shirt like? Uh, Cage free drummers.
0: <laughs> or <something like> that.
1: <laughs> yeah, get the fishbowl out of there. Yeah,
0: we we were also plenty loud. Yeah, as you trombonists.
1: Well, do you want for the funny story? Do you want to um. You got any others from your band experience or you could talk about maybe anything new that's happened at school recently? I have
0: one from this last week. Yeah. Um so so our church has or sorry, our school has chapel every every Wednesday. And um this Wednesday we we actually had a um a colonel come in and Okay. It it was more about uh kind of inspiring them and and wanting them to do do uh to do well in school, it wasn't so much religious uh, for, yeah. for this week. Yeah, and where I was where I was standing, I was in the same row as a few of my students who are a bit more flamboyant in, in the <laughs> class. They they talk a lot. They they use the word slay a lot. Uh, it in tells my me class. everything. Yes, and um and at one point this uh, the speaker said. How many of you don't like your math classes? Because he wanted, he was trying to emphasize how important math classes were going to be for getting jobs in the future. But he's he said, "How many of you don't like your math classes?" And these two or three students very enthusiastically raised their hand, <laughs> looked in my direction, oh boy, put it down, and like we're trying to hide their faces as well in <laughs> <and, and> shame, <laughs> and uh, and the next day. For for every single class I had, I'm like, all right, who put your hand up when <laughs> the guy asked who doesn't like math classes? And then I'm like, all right, all of you, get out,
1: you're not welcome here. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, we, we had a, we had a good laugh about
1: that. Uh, you got to respect the honesty.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't expect everybody to love math, but you know they can learn nonetheless.
1: Right. Well. First off, have you um, finished? Did you finish that third Lacroix? I we did got that picture. Okay, I
0: did have I not sent you the picture? I,
1: we got picture. It didn't happen, Joe. I think I I
0: might have a picture.
1: Okay, we my, got to see that uh, empty Lacroix bottle. I did. Um, I'm all caught up. Yeah. Well, you are you are in control of your own Lacroix destiny right now because I've got the trivia question for you.
0: Okay. Do I have a all chance? Right.
1: Which type of animal, while grouped? is referred to as a dazzle. That's it? That's it. I had a
0: question just like that for you, and then it was like, whether when they're a group through this, and whether by themselves they're a waddle, and it made it so easy for you. I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank here, a
1: dazzle. I, is it a I bird? Will, I will give you a small, I think a small hint. I, I could give you a big hint, but I'm going to give you a small hint. Okay. When I saw the answer... It made sense to me. What? <laughs> I was gonna... A peacock. Good guess, but no. A dazzle. Z- Zebra. Zebra? <laughs> bees. <laughs> That's a colony as well. Isn't it a colony of bees? Zebra. A dazzle oh. of zebras. Gotta say that's bad luck again because I would not have gotten that one.
0: Oh my god I don't
1: think Lacroix number five, or shouldn't it be seven at this point? This is episode seven of season two. But I guess you you had some over breaks. So. I had Lacroix some number
0: seven. Well, we didn't we didn't do one last week.
1: Yeah, that's so, fair. You yeah. Maybe you should have two. Six.
0: This is number six. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy it, Joe. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) All right. Everyone, have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.
1: Until then, learn them good. Learn them good, everybody. See ya.